Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone. Um, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. I'm Charlie, and Eva has the day off, and she will be back with us next week, and we wish her the best. Okay, so, wow, we are in the month of December. Go figure. 12-1-14. The year is winding down. Man, it's like you blink and the year is winding down. Um, but... You know, we want to kind of gear up for year-end and prepare for next year. I mean, you know, all these things um, are in the mix right now. And our mission is to try to help with that. Um, the mission of Corporate Talk is to leave no stone unturned, to use all our collaborative skill to make a difference in the workplace, even as one person. Um, whether you have your own business or you're working in a company, uh, whatever we can do to help, we will do. Um, we have great guests. We always take pride in the fact that we meet every one of our guests. I want to mention to everyone, last week we had the Strategic Connectors, um, Amy and Colleen, fantastic group, um, great way to network and connect. So we strongly recommend you guys view last week's show and listen to last week's show. Okay. Um, this week we have a fantastic guest and uh, I have my pen ready because I get to cheat on these shows I get to take notes for myself um, and uh, whether you're in business like I mentioned or working for a company right? we want to succeed we want to be the best we can be uh, and I always like to take independent business owning tips and apply them in the cubicle as well, right? No better way to project an image than one of a proud business owner. Uh, so um, I believe that our guest is with us. So rather than go through any more spin or hoopla, let me introduce him right away. Uh, George, are you with us? I am here. Excellent. So um, I'd like to introduce George Horrigan. George, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and thanks for being patient. Um, why don't you first start out by sharing some contact information, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, I'm, first of all, I'm George Horrigan. I'm founder and CEO of Fountainhead Consulting Group, and we are an innovation and business planning firm. And my email address is George.Horrigan, and that's H-O-R-R-I-G-A-N, at Fountainhead Consulting Group, all spelled out for the two Gs next to each other, consultingandgroup.com. George.Horrigan at fountainheadconsultinggroup.com. And our office phone number is 770 4220 Excellent. And I know um, we met, I guess, maybe a year or so ago, George, and we've been trying to catch up with each other. I know you're extremely busy. Um, what I remember about you when we met was you were very, um, I don't know, very stoic in your, in what you prepared, your content was uh, right on the money, and you were proud of it, and you were sharing it. Um, and I remember that you would be a fantastic guest to share. It's just taken so long. <laughs> um, so what have you been doing before we start? Well, my uh, uh, fourth book comes out next year, and that's been a big project for the last uh, six months. 
is uh, finishing that book and editing it. Um, that comes out in 2015. And then also um, we're rolling out our innovation methodology. Uh, I'm an innovation expert, and we're rolling out our in, uh, innovation and entrepreneurship academy in 2015. We've been doing this for 17 years, but now uh, that's with our clients, our, our, our clients that we've worked with, but now we're taking that national. Wow. Okay, so uh, maybe we'll talk about that also. Um, when we met, <laughs> you were the author of Creating a Thriving Business, right? Um, and I book. And I just uh, now hear that you have additional books coming out as well. Yes. And there's actually four books on the drawing board um, after my fourth book. So there's eight books um, that will be rolling out in the next several years. Interesting. And so, so George, um, your company, I, you're in the Atlanta area? Mm-hmm. Alpharetta. Um, so Atlanta. your background is where? I mean, how did you, how did you get the expertise to develop these four books and this, um, innovation, uh, process that we're going to talk about as well? Well, it actually starts back in the 1980s. Um, I started four businesses back in the 80s. And the first business uh, was a failure. It was a book distribution business, um, but I learned loads from that business, including why people make purchase decisions, why we actually buy things. And then my second business, which was a energy products business, uh, started small and stayed small. And I just couldn't grow up anything more than myself. And at that point, Charlie, I was down. I was discouraged. I was frustrated. I said, how is this business thing supposed to work? So I dusted off my college textbook, started rereading them, but I realized that was all theory, not practice, and they were aimed at larger businesses, not smaller businesses. So I looked around for a structured methodology of how you start a new business and then grow that. Unfortunately, I couldn't find one. So guess what I did, Charlie? You created one. I took what I learned from those first two business failures and I applied them to my third and fourth businesses, which were both IT consulting businesses. And it ended up being quite successful. And by the time I finished that fourth business, I developed a basic framework of how you start a new business and then grow that. So let me fast forward to 1990. Uh, in 1995, uh, I started our companion CPA firm. And I, now I've actually started seven companies, getting ready to start a couple more of them, too. Um, and I started our companion CPA firm, Horgan & Company CPAs. And shortly after we started, clients came to us and said, George, we love these one-stop shopping CPA services that you provide, but we want more. We want assistance with the business itself. And they started asking questions like, how do you start a business? How do you grow a business? How do you maximize a business's profitability? How do you take the business to the next level? How do you create an exit strategy? And the funny thing was, Charlie, I said, wait a minute, these are the exact same questions I had wrestled with back in the 80s. So I took that framework I had developed, started doing additional reading and research in order to transform that framework to an actual methodology. And that methodology has evolved to become what is our current structure of success methodology, which is built upon our experience with over 1,200 companies during the past 17 years. And that's a lot of companies. Um, no, no, it's it's extremely Impressive. And what I really like is when you say um, you went from building a business of one person and growing it into a larger company, right? Because, um, and it's the same content. So, you know, many of us out there are entrepreneurs, speakers, um, and of the like. And oftentimes, we miss that, right? We present as one person when, in fact, maybe there's a whole company behind us, a whole company of content and expertise and um, background. And I think this is what you ended up creating here, which seems like a home run, right? And maybe it happened on its own. <laughs> well, well, it's interesting. You hit a nail on the head. Um, let, let, let me kind of share a little bit about that. Um mm-hmm. The, the, there's really only two scenarios that you can use for operating a business. Number one is a fruit stand scenario, 
Number two is a factory scenario. So what does it look like? A food stand owner shows up Monday, sets up the food as revenue. Tuesday comes in, sets up the food as revenue. Same thing Wednesday. Thursday, they don't show up. There's no revenue because they weren't there to set up the food. Friday, they come back, set up the food, they have revenue. Versus a factory owner shows up Monday, builds the factory, has no revenue. Tuesday comes in, hires the personnel, trains them, puts the equipment in place, still has no revenue. Wednesday, they come in, start the factory, oversee operations, they have revenue. Thursday, they come in, oversee operations, they have revenue. Friday, they don't show up, they still have revenue. Monday, they don't show up, they still have revenue. One of the key things that we show clients how to do is to move from that fruit stand model to that economic factory model. And a good example of that is one of our clients uh, who was a, a marketing company and uh, uh, sat down with him and shared the concept of fruit stand versus factory. And uh, he went home and he said, George, this is it. This is what I've been wrestling with. He felt like it, it, the proverbial fruit stand. He said, I, I can identify that so much because if I'm not there to make it happen, it doesn't happen. Everybody else is kind of running around supporting myself. And what he did is he sat down with uh, three of his children at the uh, dinner table and uh, brought up, they were working in the business, but he really brought them in in a management capacity. And one person took over the marketing and sales, one person took over the production, and one person took over the finance administration. And he moved from that fruit stand to the economic factory. And that's where freedom is at. That's where fun we are not doing the same thing because the problem with that food stand is you get burned out, just get tired of doing the same thing every single day. I love it. Um, so even though you're one person, right, the same functions need to be performed as if you were a corporation. And um, if you don't perform those functions, you get bogged down maybe in what you do best, and that might be the actual work. And if you're not actually working, then you're not generating any income. Um, well, well, what we found is actually the vast majority of businesses are missing the mark because they don't realize the expertise that they've developed. Literally, I had this conversation with a new client this very morning, okay? Um, they're a sales training company. And uh, if you're a speaker or you're a consultant or Somehow you have this expertise. Most people don't sit down and actually document what their expertise is. And most people actually have systems they've created, but the systems are in their head. And one of the key things that we show clients is to look at the business, figure out the systems that you're actually using, document those, and when you start doing that, then you can start adding additional personnel to your company. That's the first thing you can do. Second thing is you can actually start creating products. So many people just sell their services. So let's just say, let's use the new client today, this um, uh, sales training company. He said, George, I travel around. I'm going to Europe, um, to Italy, and then Germany. And But I only have one engagement, and then if I don't have another engagement, I don't work for six months. And he said, yeah. this is very, very frustrating. I said, Let's look at the expertise that you've developed. Let's document that, and let's create videos, let's create audios, let's create training, uh, training software, et cetera, et cetera. So, so many people miss the mark of taking what they have in their expertise, in their pool of skills, and documenting that and creating products and moving that business from that food stand so it's not overly dependent upon you. That's the, the problem with the food stand business um, are threefold. Number one, it's not been systematized. Number two, is it's overly dependent on business owner. And number three is you can't scale a business. You can't easily take a food stand business to the next level. And with a factory business, an economic factory, you can do all three of those. Um, no, I love it. Um, we're going to take a break, George. Um and when we come back, we'll discuss more um, on Fountainhead Consulting Group and also more about how to go from the fruit store, fruit stand concept to the factory concept, which I love. And um, so please, just scratching the surface, there's a lot more to come here. Stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and special guest George Horrigan. We'll be right back. 
now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. Um, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva minus Eva um, this week. And we're speaking with our special guest, George Horrigan, who was the founder of Fountainhead Consulting and is the author of multiple books and we're talking about creating and building a thriving business, about going from one person and developing a company behind it. Um, and I say that, George, because um, it's interesting, right? The same content, the same value, and it's a night and day difference to the community when you project maybe as a business and not as uh, one person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, speaking with you, it's sort of like cheating, right? I get, I get, <laughs> I get the advantage of a business consultant. So, if somebody wanted to contact you, right, um, it would be maybe if they want to grow their business, want to start a business, uh, want to see what's wrong with their business, how to improve their business. Is that is that pretty much all of the functions yeah. that you guys uh, help others with? Yeah, all, all of the above. Definitely check, check them all, all off. And I'm um, just a uh, off-topic question. Are you finding over the last few years more and more people leaving the corporate ranks and going out on their own, either through downsizing or other reasons and starting their own business? Uh, it's picking up. Uh, we've been doing this for uh, over 17 years, and we saw uh, in the late 90s and up through about 2006, 7 huge amounts of people leaving corporate America um, and starting their own business. In the economic downturn, people were just hanging on to jobs, so a lot of people weren't leaving. People that did get downsized were starting uh, companies, um, but because of the economic downturn, those companies weren't necessarily thriving. Since about 2011, we have seen a robust um, creation of new companies and companies growing, prospering, particularly as a result of using our structure success methodology. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, it's exciting now to know that we have a partner, right? So um, anybody who's building or starting or working in a business needs George, right? And again, it's fountainheadconsultinggroup.com and uh, that's george.horrigan at fountainheadconsultinggroup.com. So, um, George, another question I have is on these four books, this series, is there a, a, is it a sequential read? Can we use them as reference materials? What's the best way, in your opinion, to get the most gain out of these books? Well, the, the third book is the place to start. Um, and the title of that is Creating a Thriving Business. And the easiest way to explain it, Charlie, is with a baseball metaphor. The methodology we developed is called Structure of Success. And I'll loop back to that in a half second. Uh, creating a Thriving Business shows you how to get the first base, how to start a business with our unique structure success methodology, and then how to get the second base, how to get the business so it's viable, it's got traction, it's successful, it's quote-unquote thriving. And it's the title of the book, Creating a Thriving Business. Work less, make more, and have fun in your business, which comes out next year, assumes you're already standing on second base with a successful business. How do you scale that business? How do you take the business to the next level? And that could be organic growth, additional products, multiple locations, franchising the business. We do that for a lot of clients. Overseas expansion, we do that for a lot of clients. Now you're standing on third base with a successful, scaled business. How do you get the business working exactly as you want? You're working X number of hours, making Y amount of money. Your employees are fully engaged. You have an extra strategy in place. You're impacting society in a desirable way. You, quote, unquote, have the of your dreams, which is home plate. Wow. Um, and, and who makes that determination? How do I know I'm even on first base? Yeah. So, obviously, a startup business is going to be 
there. Uh, we use a revenue of zero to hundred thousand dollars. That's how we define a startup business. Anywhere okay. between that, you're just starting the business. You've got a little bit of traction, maybe twenty five thousand, seventy five thousand dollars worth of revenue. Um, maybe you've got fifty thousand dollars of revenue and one hundred twenty five thousand dollars of expenses. Um, anything in that area. Okay. Okay. That's and that's what creating a thriving business was uh, written for people like that starting their business, and then getting that business so it really has traction. Interesting. Okay. So, all right, so now now that um, I'm learning about this, I'd like to know more uh, about the structure of success. What exactly is that that you guys developed? Okay. Um, so let me start off by sharing a story, okay? Um, uh First of all, it is a, a comprehensive, a unique, comprehensive business planning methodology. And uh, a story might help a little bit. Uh, recently, we were working with Roger, okay, uh, who was an easygoing man in his late 40s, and he had a small healthcare consulting practice, healthcare consulting business. And his problem was he wanted to take his business to the next level, but he just didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And the light bulb went off, and the transformation of his business began when he discovered our structure success methodology, and he discovered it by reading uh, Creating the Business of Your Dreams, and he found out there are basically five building blocks, not basically, there are five building blocks of our structure success methodology, which are necessary to take your business where you want, want to go. So the foundation is vision. Vision is what is the destination, what is the direction of where you want to take your business. What does a successful and thriving business look like Charlie? Roger to Bob. Second building black is identifying your business's unique critical success factors. And the concept of critical success factors was developed about 20 years ago. And what it is is that every single business on the planet Earth has its own unique set of make or break factors. And if you identify your business's unique critical success factors and then accomplish those, your business will be successful, period, paragraph. But if you don't identify them, then of course then you can't accomplish them. And no matter how much time, money, or talent you throw the business, it'll never be successful, which is what happened with the dot-com businesses. Billions of dollars wasted because nobody ever figured out the critical success factors. You can't figure them out. You can't accomplish them. Third building block is to develop a comprehensive strategy to achieve your vision and accomplish your critical success factors. And there are six areas that your strategy needs to address. Fourth building block is we share it's not to have a strategy, you need to execute the strategy in a systematic, structured way, which we call structured execution. And there are five uh, components of that. And then the fifth building block is innovation. Innovation is how you beat your competition and separate your business from the rest of the pack. So we show people how to drive innovation throughout their entire business, how to innovate their vision. If you're innovating your vision, you innovate your critical success factors, the make or break factors that will take you there. You're innovating that, you innovate your strategy, you innovate your strategy, you innovate your execution because it becomes a systematic approach. I love it. So if I was leaning on you guys um, as a coach for my business, I guess the first thing you would ask me is what's the vision? And then you would understand my process if I even have one and determine if it's innovative enough to get past first base. Does that make sense? That's exactly correct. That's where it starts. And the reason why that's so important is your uh, vision becomes the North Star of where you want to take your business. It becomes the gravity that attracts people to your business. That what you have is so good, people say, hey, I want to do business with you. Um, And haven't you found that, Charlie, that so many people don't know where they want to take their business? Right. Right. I mean, they have they have all of the good and the and the energy, but it's just uh, where do I start? What do I do? And who do I serve? Right. And a good example of this would be Mike. Um, Mike had a small single person manufacturer's rep business, and uh, Mike sat down with me and said, "George, my business can be so much more than this today. I want to become a regional player. I want to take this big time." So as we worked together with him, we defined the vision of where he wanted to take his business. And um, 
that vision is what drove his business forward. And uh, he was able to grow. You know, he was just a one-person shop, okay, that fruit stand. Uh, he was able to grow to, uh, and we had uh, two, he had uh, two manufacturer's reps that he was uh, servicing. And he was able to grow from two to four to six manufacturers. He was able to grow from one to two to three to four to five to six employees. And he was able to expand to the entire southeast United States and became a regional a player. And he was able to do that because he saw the business as so much more than it was today. By seeing that vision for the business, that became the driving force that moved him uh, to where he wanted to take his business. I love it. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm thinking as we're talking, because I do have many other questions, which I'm going to save until after the break. We're going to take our second break. Um, a lot more to come. And maybe, George, when we come back, I want to talk more about uh, innovation. Uh, but please stay with us. This is fantastic. We're speaking with our special guest, George Horrigan. And this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to segment three of Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Um, we're speaking with George Horrigan, who was the uh, founder of Fountainhead Consulting Group and the author of multiple books on thriving, building thriving businesses. And we're kind of just scratching the surface on these, George. Um, if I wanted to drill down on this structure of success strategies that you were sharing, what's the quickest way for me to learn more about that? Would that be uh, going to your website, just calling you directly? What do you recommend? Um, uh, uh, my fourth book comes out next year, so short of that, okay, the best way is to contact us, okay? Um, to send me an email, george.horrigan at Horrigan CPA, uh, uh, Horrigan at Fountainhead Consulting Group, um, or call us at 770-642-4220. Um, two things are happening. Next year, um, my fourth book comes out, and the content of our entire structure success methodology will be available to the public. Number two is in 2015 and 2016, we were in the process of actually franchising our methodology all across the United States. Uh, we've worked with 1,200 businesses up to now, and the clients have said, George, every single business in America, if not the world, needs what you have developed. Uh, so we're in the process of rolling that out there. But uh, until our, fr- our franchise uh, is rolled out across the United States and the world, the best way to reach us is to contact uh, us uh, directly. She's, you know, it's funny, right? So I'm listening to you and I'm listening to you describe your career going back, you know, to the 80s where things maybe didn't work as successfully as you liked and you applied lessons learned and you took it to the next step and you actually um, applied these principles that you're now sharing. And I can hear it when you speak. You're just so quick and energetic. Um, it's like uh, it's. Not so much that it's easy for you. You want to get the information out. And uh, I agree 100% with your strategy <laughs> for what it's worth, George, only because I think everyone needs to hear these um, strategies and learn from your lessons because, you know, you could have impact on the economy. <laughs> I think it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Uh, so uh, I love it. It's a great – it's a great – um, plan that you have, and uh, we we thank you for it. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, Let me just uh, um, uh, uh, hook a horse to the carriage that you just mentioned there. Number one is the reason why we as a firm, uh, and I, there's a whole firm that I've developed, Fountainhead Consulting Group, um, is that is so incredible, so much fun, is where you can show people that dream that you have for that business, that hope we can make it a reality, and we've done that time and time and time again. It is so rewarding to show 
people how to achieve those dreams, number one. Number two is because we developed a, a systematic way of doing it, okay, we provide a shortcut. As you know, time is money, okay? Mm-hmm. And people will bang their head against the wall for years and years and years in trying to take their business where they want it to go. What we, the bottom line of what we do is we provide a shortcut. Here, you can get there in a matter of months or years, okay, as compared to you may never get there in maybe decades. Um, Unbelievable. Um, so, okay, having said all that, um, are there any limits to the types of businesses that you guys can help at this point? No, we've used our methodology, which is the structure of success, um, with manufacturing, wholesale, retail, construction, consulting businesses, not-for-profit businesses. It runs the gamut there. Because it's the same concept, five basic concepts. Vision, where do you want to go? Number two, critical success factors, the make-or-break factors that will take you there. Number three is developing a comprehensive strategy that addresses all six areas of your company. Number four is executing that strategy in a systematic, structured way, which we call uh, structured execution, five components to that, and then applying innovation to your business to differentiate your business to separate your business from the rest of the pack. So let me loop back to that strategy area. Um, Mm -hmm. You asked a few minutes ago, um, help me understand strategy and and let me understand a little bit more of the structure of success. There are six areas of every single business. No matter how large or how small a business is, it has six areas. So let me tell you about uh, Sterling and Cindy, uh, who are an ambitious couple in their late 40s, and they owned a mid-sized printing and advertising company. And the problem was they needed a strategy. They knew where they wanted to go, but they needed a strategy of how to get there. And they learned about the six components of uh, uh, strategic, the strategy of your business. The, aha, this is what we've been looking for. The light bulb went on. So first area of your strategy is your vision and leadership. What vision do you have for the business, and what leadership are you providing to drive the business into that mission? Your vision and leadership drive and determine your marketing and sales. What are you going to sell as a business, and how are you going to market it? Your marketing and sales drives and determines your production. Your, how do you produce your revenue? And when I say production, I'm not meaning production from a manufacturing standpoint. It's however you're producing your revenue. If it's bank, it's banking services. If it's restaurants, it's food and beverages. The fourth area is your finance and administration area, which is a support area that supports the three areas that come before that. Fifth is your human assets, your personnel, your team. And that's the support area that supports the areas that come before that. And lastly is your information technology area, your internal IT area, and that's the support area that supports the five areas that come before that. Right, so that's where you would go to maybe analyze some of your campaigns and what's working, what's not working, and things like that, I would guess. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, For me, what I see here, as you describe these, and you know, and I agree – Maybe they're shortcuts, but there's a lot of, a lot of information, I'm sure, in each one of those categories. Um, the key, well, of course, would be shortcut marketing. In that it doesn't get rid of anything. It's a shortcut in your time because it's all laid out. You don't have to try to figure out, okay, now what does an effective marketing system look like? How do I get my employees on board with where I want to take my business? How do I identify where I need to um, utilize my assets in my business? What area is going to give me the most effective, quickest payback? Right. We have all that laid out for you in our structure success method. I'll just oh, great. Here it is. <laughs> so, you know, again, okay, so uh, naturally every business owner wants to generate revenue, right? And in order to generate revenue, you need to have sales and whether it's a product or a service. Um, so many of small business owners or technicians, entrepreneurs, you know, don't have a clue about sales. Uh, does your strategies touch on that area as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. The most important thing in your marketing and sales is you have to understand 
why your customers are making purchase decisions. And that's the first thing that I learned from that business, that first business I had that failed, is why people make purchase decisions, what truly motivates us to buy things. So let me share a, a recent example. Um, uh, about a, a year or so ago, uh, Bob and Nick, uh, who owned a uh, pharmaceutical consulting uh, company, pharmaceutical sales consulting company, uh, came to us and said, you know, George, we're not getting the revenue that we want, okay? We know our stuff. We've got years and years of uh, experience in project management for pharmaceutical and medical uh, devices companies, and but we're not getting the sales. And as we worked with them, we realized they did not understand the buying criteria of their customer, why people would actually purchase their services and what they wanted to get from purchasing their services. So as we worked with them and explained the concept of that you need to understand your customer's short-term and long-term goals. So let me ask you a question, okay, Charlie? Mm-hmm. There's a little spot here there. Why do you think people make purchase decisions? Um, people make purchase decisions. I think maybe because they find something they have the power to purchase. Is okay. that possible? Okay. The, the studies that have been done, is that, and the most people's response is that wants to need. We make purchase decisions because they basically want to need. And that is exactly correct. But it's actually much deeper than that. The recent psychological studies have proven that we make purchase decisions based upon our perception that the product will enable us, and product includes services, will enable us to reach our short-term or long-term goal related to that product. It's not the wants and needs. We have in our mind's eye an image of what our life is going to be like when we achieve that short-term and long-term goal. And you see that in a beer commercial. When they uh, have a beer commercial, they're going to show that nice, foamy head of beer, but that's not what they're really pushing. They're showing a party. They're showing a handsome guy, an attractive woman. They're showing fun. They're showing a lifestyle that communicates. When you drink our beer, you're going to have a fun life. You're going to have lots of friends. You're going to have enjoyable, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so, so beer just manufacturers are tapping into that concept of short-term and long-term goals. Right, and maybe uh, I don't want to say repeat that, but that was really valuable. And uh, maybe just go back a little slower. So if I'm making a purchase, subconsciously it's going to meet either a short-term or a long-term goal I may have, which may not be a direct result of the purchase, but it may come down the road. But it's actually one step further than that. We make purchase decisions based upon our perception that the product will enable us to reach our short-term or long-term goal rate of that product, but it's actually the emotional state that we perceive that we will be in when we achieve the short-term or long-term goal. So let's go back to our beer company. You buy that beer because you say, well, if I drink that beer... I'm going to have friends, and I'm going to have this happy lifestyle, and we're going to hang around a pool. What am I going to feel like at that point in time? I'm going to feel satisfied. I'm going to feel my life is valued. I'm going to feel just every day is a nice, happy experience. What you have to do is you have to delve into your customer's mind. So let's go back to um, Bob and Nick. They're, they sold their project management of pharmaceutical and medical device uh, services to project managers. So a person uh, that is managing, let's say, a new um, insulin pump, okay? And this person would work for a large pharmaceutical company. And they're basically a life lifer type thing, worked for 30, 40 years. And what that person is saying, you know, I've been given this new project of this uh, insulin pump there. If I manage this product this project correctly and this product rollout, then I won't get a black eye. People will say, hey, this, you know, I say his name is John, okay? Mm-hmm. John Smith really did a good job, and John Smith will move up in the 
uh, corporation. And what the true thing that people were making the, their decisions were on, will you reduce the risk to me in my career in managing this product? And as they started building that into their, their marketing material and their sales material, their sales went through the roof. We will come in and we will reduce the risk of you having to roll this product out. We'll be able to do it quicker. We'll be able to get through the government regulations, et cetera, et cetera. And that is a perfect example of understanding what your customer, the emotional state they want to be in, as they were able to communicate that their product, the situation with the service, would be able to do that. The customer said, I want it. I want it. Um, George, <laughs> the light bulb just went on for me, <laughs> um, well, which is just phenomenal. I'm getting phenomenal insight here, uh, and I'll share it when we come back. Uh, we're going to take our final break, uh, and please, if anybody is thinking of leaving, the best is yet to come. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our very special guest, George Horrigan. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is our final segment uh, with our very special guest, George Horrigan. Uh, George, we have about 10 minutes, okay? And um, uh, let me just quickly shout out Fountainhead Consulting Group. And uh, the easiest way I would suggest to either send George an email at george.horrigan, H-O-R-R-I-G-A-N, at Fountainhead Consulting Group, spelt out in full. Or you can even call at 770-642-4220. Okay? Um, because... George, I got to tell you, um, you're the real deal. So it's interesting. Um, learning about your strategies and structure of success process, um, you asked me a question. You said, why do people make purchases or why would I make a purchase? And I answered, um, because I have the power to make that purchase, right? Um, and that answer also is the basis of my marketing strategy, right? Find the person that has that power. And I think um, that's what we hear all the time, get to the decision maker. But what I learned from you is um, people make purchases that support a much broader and deeper vision of their own, right? So the first, the first um, challenge now would be to understand your customers and know what that long-term vision of theirs happens to be and then sell them that solution, right? So it's not that simply, correct. right? It's not simply buy this product or buy this service because, you know, I guarantee it. It's because this will um, uh, reduce your, you know, consulting expenses by half a million dollars or whatever, it'll alter the PE ratio of your company um, and soar your career upwards, right? The, yeah, it's a difference. let me give you a personal example, okay, of that. Um, we're a consulting firm, and we developed a unique methodology. We could go out and push our methodology and just push, 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 but that's not how we handle things. What we have found is that a typical business owner says, Here's where my business is at, okay? That's where I want to go. How do I take my business from where it's at to where I want it to go? And how do all the moving parts of my business fit together to take me where I want to go? And that's where we focus, understanding where you want to take your business, okay? So we're not pushing something. We're able to say, okay, this is where you want to go. So we can get inside your mind of what you want your business. What does this successful driving business look like to Bob, to John, mm-hmm. to Fred? 
And as we do that, then we are able to put together the solution to take you where you want to go and the emotional state of where you have the business you want. You look at your business, okay, I'm $2 million of revenue or $50,000 of profit or uh, 25 employees there. How are you going to feel when you're there? What will your life be like when you achieve those goals there? And as we connect with you, okay, and I'm just using our firm as an example, as we connect with you in you taking your business where you want to go, it's the same type of thing as you connect with your customers. Where do they want to go in life? What are the objectives that they're looking to get of what their lifestyle will be like when they achieve the goal related to your product? And what will be the emotional state that they're in? Will they be um, overjoyed or feel secure if you're selling financial products, okay? You would mine what that person wants to be in. Okay, if you sell an insurance product, how will they emotionally feel when they have that insurance product? I'll feel relieved. Okay, um, you're just pushing insurance product. If you say, okay, this is what the emotional state they want to be in, relieved of the stress that they're not providing for their family, that's where you camp. Wow. Um I'm I'm still um, spinning on everything that you're sharing, which is unbelievable because what you just described, right, will teach me or a small business owner who is requesting your services um, not only how to take my business to where my vision wants it to be, but also how to be a customer because you're going to teach me how to think like a customer, right, mm-hmm. which which means going forward, uh, I'll be even more successful is what I get out of this, right? It, and that's the lesson that I learned with that first business failure because I was out, uh, it was a book distribution business, and I was out just pushing books, pushing books, pushing books there. And I realized partway through the process that it wasn't working, and when I stepped to the side and I looked, I walked basically around the other side of the counter, and I said, this person that I'm trying to sell these books to, okay, um, what do they actually want? Well, they wanted revenue. They wanted easy, uh, easy-to-use system that generated revenue. I was like, oh, I'm just pushing something, pushing something, as compared to if I actually put myself in their shoes and in their seat and provide something that gives them exactly what they want, then I'll be successful. I get it. I absolutely get it. And then, so with that, um, that's my secret weapon against my competition, right? Because I'm really focused on either what my customers don't even know they need, um, but I will find out what their long-term visions are and sell to that. Correct. That- the emotional state. There's a number of questions, and I, I, we can't cover it today, but they're in – um, uh, creating a thriving business, some of them are there, and there's more questions that you can ask that actually lead you through the process, questions that you ask your customers, and they won't realize it, but you're actually, I'm using a nice term, picking their mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're finding out what is their motivation, and then you're actually able to come back, and the key thing in doing that is you use the term Terms that they actually use. You use mm. the literal term. So let's just go back to the insurance. I will feel relieved. Okay? If they use that term, that's part of the marketing um, uh, material you put together and your sales process. John, you'll feel relieved, okay, as a result of our product. Oh, that's the exact word I would have used, relieved. Mm. <laughs> And that yeah. way they view you as on their side. You're not trying to sell something. You're basically just saying, okay, here's how to get where you want to go in life. And Unbelievable. Who wouldn't want that? Um, no, I agree. And it kind of speaks to what you said earlier in how to go from marketing the fruit stand, the one person, into the corporation as a company. Um, 
with a multifaceted business because of all these attributes now as a result of uh, everything you offer, right? So in our last two minutes or one minute, maybe um, what would you say is the overall key um, for anyone's business to be as successful as they want it to be? I would boil it down to three words. Number one is vision. You have to know where you want to take this business. Number two is you need to develop systems. Systems are what enable you to replicate the results of meeting that client's needs, okay, of providing what they're looking for time and time again. So you're not missing the mark. You're hitting the mark 100% of the time. And number three is innovation. Innovation is how you beat your competition and separate your business from the rest of the pack. And we have incredible tools that we developed. It's called our Innovation Master Tool Set of showing business owners, and we do this for Fortune 1000. I was on the phone with Home Depot uh, just last week with um, uh, uh, Cinnabon, uh, Coca-Cola. So we work with – we actually have two different divisions, the division that works with Fortune 1000, the division that works with smaller businesses. But we train both sides, businesses, on actually how you create innovation and entrepreneurship throughout your entire company. And we, we literally transform businesses. Um, George, I don't know what to say. I'm going to be posting about you all week. This has been a great interview. Um, and I would love to have you back because there's so much more that you offer. But this has been very, very um, informative. So thank you very much. My pleasure. I look forward to coming back, Charles. Excellent. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Okay. So, George Horrigan, everyone, uh, the quickest way to get a hold of him is 770-642-4220. He can take your business to first base and then all the way around the bases to home plate. Um, he's definitely someone you need in your corner, and I might reach out to George myself uh, after what I learned today. So, great show, and uh, we'll see everyone next week, and Eva will be back. So, have a great week. Everybody, take care.